box, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second consecutive episode of season two of Box, Box, Box. I'm your host, Tarush, and I'm joined by the lovely Mr. Karun and the glamorous Mr. Shayon. And we are so excited to debrief the 2022 Saudi Grand Prix. All right, boys, you know how I like to kick this off. One word to describe the 2022 Saudi Grand Prix. Chicken. Chicken. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's a great one. That is, that, that's that's, that's going to be discussed later. I'm going to go with missile. <laughs> both, both the cars. The cars were extremely fast on track, but there was also a Yemeni missile that hit oh, yeah, a nearby yeah, facility. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, controversial, controversial, controversial one word definition or description of the race. Cheyenne? I'll, I'll go with dawn as in the dawn of a new era. Ah, okay. The D O W N. No. Yes. D-A-W-N. Is, that, is, that not, is that not what I said? Play it back there. Anyway, All right, actually, I mean Don. Okay, D-O-N. D-O-N. Enough of this. I don't, I don't, I honestly don't even know where to start. Do we start on the Saturday with qualifying? Do we start right at the top with the Charles versus Max battle? I, I, I leave it up to you guys. We, there's so many things to discuss from this weekend. We can start at the end. We can start at the beginning. We can also move down the grid, which means that we start with the wonderful battle of Max versus Charles. I mean, what more can we want after Bahrain into Saudi? Max with his uh, engine difficulties or fuel difficulties in in Bahrain, full uh, reliability into Saudi, and what a battle it was for, for, you know, after that VSC. Joy, you wanna you wanna kick us off? I know you how much you adore Max and his driving style. I I really I am I hated the VSC at the end there. I don't know how Max closed the gap so much during the VSC. Like I thought Charles had it in the bag, and then um, he just I don't know he just kept creeping closer somehow. And then all of a sudden we get into this DRS train, which I love. Listen, I'm here for good racing always, forever and always, regardless of my feelings for Max. So. You, you got to give thought, it to Max, though. He yeah. he's, he he played it absolutely brilliantly. You know, Karun's one word was chicken, and let's talk about chicken DRS for a second. Max to hold back into the hairpin, probably despite all of his instincts to try and overturn at the at turn twenty seven, to then take DRS into that main straight and overtake. It's absolutely brilliant. It's it's such high IQ driving from Max. I will say. That I think if there wasn't double yellows due to Albon on lap, what was it, 48? I do think that Charles would DRS right back by him. But it's just, it's just amazing driving I, by two top drivers. I also think without the regulations the way they were this year, with the cars being able to follow so well, I don't think Max would have actually been able to win this race just because, right, it took him two attempts to kind of learn Charles's like game almost because like right charles's like second defense was brilliant like where he was like this dude's trying to out chicken me i'll just cut him off and go like like that was i thought very brilliant racing out of charles but the red bull was just faster on this track because it was so high speed so like he was just able to close it and on the vsc point like i feel like charles had a pretty big gap towards the end of the vsc i thought at least like it was like 
growing and growing and growing. But once the race started back up again, or once Max realized that he was letting Charles just get away with it, like he manages deltas better. I felt like and that's why he got closer. I will say this also after Bahrain, I would hope that Max learned his lesson about the DRS zones and, and moved forward and kind of figured <laughs> out, you know, Charles's well, he, game plan there. Um, so at the very least, the like, first time. <laughs> good on him. Right? He learned from his mistakes. And we saw it throughout the race and the rest of the field as well, the DRS chicken. We saw it between K, Mag, and Lewis. But, but a point about DRS it was actually very interesting in the post-race interview. Uh, the question about DRS and the future of DRS was posed to you know, the, the, the podium finishers. And, and Max admitted without DRS, there would still be no chance that he would pass Charles. What are your guys' thoughts in the future of DRS and, and with the new regulations? Will, will we continue to have it? Is it still necessary? I, I think it's incredible because like, if you think about it, we had two cars that were tuned to in a completely different way to perform on one circuit, right? We had a high downforce car and then we had a top speed car. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we were able to see this, this, uh, this heated, heated contention, I guess, between the two of them for, from lap after lap after lap, I think that bodes well. I mean, I, th- I think that shows it, you know, for instance, on this track. There's two ways you can approach it. There's almost two halves to this track, right? So you see the gap growing in the first half when Charles is ahead. And then you see it shrinking down. That's one of the top speed uh, runs. Um, and, and even with DRS, they were so even keeled. So I thought, you know, I, I think DRS is here to stay. Especially because, right, for most of the race, you'll, e- even if you pass someone with DRS, it's only like, it feels like it's only half the battle because you have to be able to drive that next lap so perfectly that you're able to build a gap over the next lap or two while defending those DRS zones again, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like in years past, at least for like the past few years, uh, like I've been watching Formula One, it's you have one, you have one shot, one opportunity. That's it. <laughs> Shout out Eminem. Shout out. Um, <laughs> no, I completely agree with both of you that, you know, once you, once making the pass is only half the battle, it's about pulling that gap, which back to Lewis and K-Mag, Lewis couldn't pull that gap against K-Mag and K-Mag came back at him. And so did Charles. I mean, I still maintain without double yellows in sector one, I think that Charles would have re-overtaken him into turn one. And potentially that could have been the race, but with the new regulations, very much likely that Max could come back at him. And we know that Max was so competitive on the hards and, you know, Red Bull were on the radio telling him on the second stint, Max, your time will come. Let's look after the tires Mm -hmm. initially. And then after that VSC, he just came to absolute life. It, it, it was just amazing. It was just yeah, amazing. Another good point to make, right, is like the, the, the team being able to realize that this is a long game. I thought that was brilliant out of the team. Like, yes, Tap Max, when it came to it, was performing incredibly. But I think the team call on keeping him calm and, and making him realize that it's really like the last five, ten laps that are going to make the difference in this race. Um, I think that was incredible. What are you guys' thoughts on um, Max's, like, um, restart kind of like strategy where, where he's like constantly just trying to like push the leader a little bit or the car in front of him. Like, I, I think Charles I was very worked curious him out. what you would think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think Charles used it against him. Yeah, time, but. I think the, the restart again was, was executed perfectly by Charles. Uh, and that's all I have to say about it. I, I think it worked in Abu Dhabi because everyone was so on edge. Mm. Um, but I, I, I think Charles just knows Max so well from carding with him. So much history. So yeah. much history. And also, if you look at last year, the, the last race of last year, right? Like, Lewis also was able to get a, get a pretty decent gap on, on Max um, when he was doing the same thing, just staying alongside. And the, the whole thing, 
the whole strategy there, I think, is just like accelerating as you're going into a turn. Because when he's, he doesn't have the racing line, he's side by side with you on the turn. He's going to have to wait for you to go so you can actually get back into the racing line. And that loses him so much time, right? Absolutely. One thing I do want to say about Charles is I think that he loses with such grace um, to hear him over the radio be like, that was a great move by Max. He's a deserved winner today. It first feels me, it, it, it feels like he is fueled already on the spot for, for Australia, the next race to come right back at him. But mm -hmm. also, I just love that kind of grace in a loser um, mm -hmm. to, 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 to do that. And, and I, I really think I've thought about it the past couple of days. I think, I think Charles really personifies like a Ferrari driver with the way he carries himself. So I just want to like throw a little shout out to him for that. He's majestic. <laughs> yes, he is. He's regal. Yeah, he's Ferrari the opposite drivers. of lethargic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's graceful. I think is the word that I would use. Like he, whether in loss or whether whether in winning, he just uh, he's a very poised human, and uh, I, it, that's exactly what you would expect. Like that's what gets the Tifosi so riled up, right? Mm -hmm. Boys, our first trivia question of the night. Oh God! Okay. When was the last time a car with the number one won a Grand Prix? 1987. No. So <laughs> I will give a point. I will give a point for the race, the year, and the driver. But I think the driver is kind of obvious. Is it like wait? What was Lewis the question? Hamilton 2017 Bahrain? I don't Lewis know. is only only taking the 44. Okay. The first hint is it this is, it was a Red Bull driver as well. Uh Sebastian, Sebastian Vettel. Vettel. Point for Karun. Uh, hey. He said it first. 2010? Or is that two? No, uh, uh, 2011? 2012. <laughs> 2013. A point for Shion. Let's go. Uh, Melbourne. Uh Monaco. It's in South America. Hungura, uh Brazil. Brazil. Karun. No, All no, right. I said that first for yes, sure. Get that. No, 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 no. Your Wi-Fi, dude. Shion, I heard you say <laughs> Malaysia. No. What? <laughs> yeah, I said, I, you said, she said South America. I said Texas. <laughs> yeah, okay. I knew you didn't <laughs> say Brazil. <laughs> I did, dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, target Wi-Fi. Okay, I thought that was going to be one of the easier questions. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're special. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to I want to take it back a second to the start of the race, where I thought I thought Checo, shout out to Checo, first podium, a uh, first uh, pole position, a brilliant lap it was. It kind of reminded me of like Lewis Singapore. What was it? 2015, 2014, 2016? The one where you know he felt one with the car. That's kind of what it felt like for that lap for Checo. Great launch, got hard done by the safety car, but award for Checo. And a great launch by Sainz as well, who got squeezed by Checo and his teammate, which then yeah. allowed for Stappen to overtake him. Mm -hmm. Thoughts on the start of the race? I thought Checo did a fantastic job. Just the pace that he was able to keep up for like the first however many laps until he pitted. Also, brilliant, brilliant call out of Ferrari trying to you know play that game of chicken, like bringing out there, you know. Ah. The pit um, opposite right, Checo. Right. I loved yeah. it. They forced that was, him into that was it. really smart. Yeah. Like they, and they, then they, they got the safety car. Yeah. Uh, Latifi, man. He just changes the game. 
every <laughs> time. He stays and, yes. in the game. That's why um, he doesn't lose a seat. <laughs> a word about Nicholas. He he's gonna have to turn it around. I, I don't like I don't I don't like to talk about yeah. drivers losing their seat, especially this early in the season. But like, come on, two crashes in a weekend, plus a crash two races ago in Abu Dhabi. I mean, he finished penultimate in Bahrain. He's already getting outperformed by his team who just came back into Formula One and Alex Albon. Mm. He's got to turn it around. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, Oscar Piastri has to come in. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. There's so much talent just waiting. Like, come on. Come I think on. In the next couple of years, we're going to see a little bit of refreshing also. We've been getting some old talent back in the game. Like, I'm, I'm looking hey. forward to seeing some more younger drivers. I've kind of popping. enjoyed my two races of Nico Hulkenberg. I won't lie. <laughs> I mean, they can't get it. <laughs> His team time radio to do has that. been hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, he's going to finish towards the back of the grid, but the fact that he's finishing the races is a testament to what a good driver he is. Sure. Um, but back to Checo, another trivia question. Oh, and there's going to be 17. one point for the driver and one point for the race. Who was the last driver to, t- to convert his maiden pole position into a race win? Uh, I believe... Max Verstappen, Barcelona? Nope. Okay. Lewis Hamilton, Saudi Arabia? He is a Venezuelan driver. God damn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no worries. Honestly, honestly, this was the hardest. This was the hardest question okay. I had. Um, it was Pastor Maldonado. <laughs> Oh, wow. In the Spanish Grand Prix of 2012. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I knew that one. All right. Zero points for the I boys did. there. <laughs> that, we've now, in my opinion, had the easiest question and the hardest question out the way. Okay. Okay. So zero wow. points okay. for the hardest. I got two for the easiest. Kroon got one. <laughs> hey, yeah. You keep pushing that propaganda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You keep telling that story, Shione. <laughs> Real news only. Okay. A little bit further back the grid, I think we need to discuss the letting of the boys race the alpine battle mm-hmm. yeah amazing alonzo still got it <laughs> i think alonzo is just one of those guys that you know you can push to the limit and you're always going to have space mm-hmm. and he's also probably always going to win <laughs> yeah i, I yeah, thought like- Al- Alcon also did a great job of like keeping it clean like you know like he has a reputation for being kind of a hothead when he first joined formula one so like but who doesn't yeah, I think that's just normal for new racers. You know, they're trying to prove themselves. They're a little scared. <laughs> I think you put uh, sometimes there's this like the stigma, you know, if Alcon in a pink car versus his teammate and crashes are inevitable. But no, I thought I thought it was great to watch. And I loved, you know, Crofty and, and Jensen brought uh, Otmar onto the radio. And Otmar was like, no, nah, we're going to let them race. And both the commentators were like, sure about that and Altmar was very confident in his boys like yeah they get a couple more laps of this which I, I thought was fantastic at the same time he had Bottas right behind them so once I think you told them to stop battling then I felt like Bottas was going to pounce on whoever was going to yeah. was lagging behind yeah it's also a good development for for Ocon right like he's yeah. the whole reason like one of the biggest things of for for that team right now is that like Ocon and Alonso can kind of Alonso can kind of almost guide Ocon a little bit and kind of um, mature him a little bit. So I think them actually being able to race that closely um, allows 
I, I guess, Ocon to gain some more respect in, uh, in Alonso's eyes, maybe. Um, and, and maybe just like, you know, there, there's more, ah, it's hard to, it's hard to, yes. Yes. Okay. I also think another thing worth calling out is like the Alpine's performance on two very different tracks. You know what I mean? Like they were able to change their package really well between these two, which like, it, I think the Alpine's going to be like a very good car this year, like in could compete for like third, fourth easily. I think they'll be con- consistently competing for points along with the alphas, with the Mercs, uh, with the Alpha Tauris, perhaps leading that pack as of right now. Yeah. Um, but you know, a few DNFs from the top teams and I could easily see them getting a few podiums, you know, maybe if a race win for Fernando, a rain race, like, you know, it's a wet oh, race, but easily, yeah. you know, like, absolutely. Like, uh, like a Hungary last year where Alpine did win. Um, but no, I think we should definitely buy some Alpine gear. Uh, when we, when we go to, uh, Montreal, uh, but it was just great to see them, you know, be allowed to race because I feel like in years past that wouldn't be allowed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, all right. A little bit. I mean, we skipped George Russell, uh, in getting to the Alpines, a word, a word for Mr. Saturday, second race into Mercedes. And he has outqualified Mr. Hamilton, a I trivia question. Amount. Oh, yeah. <laughs> When was the last time and only time that Mr. Saturday has been outqualified by his teammate? 2021. The point for that, right? You're not, it's first of all, it's not 2021. 2020. 2020. Yeah, but you gotta give me a bit more than that. And the who? Uh, 2020. Uh, Red Bull Ring. Uh, he Monaco? raced for a different team in this race. Oh, what? Oh, Bottas, Bahrain, 2020. Karun with three points there. I said Bahrain before Karun said Bahrain. Okay? <laughs> you he said Bottas, I said Bahrain, and then he you said Bahrain. Shy. You should you just listen to what to I was saying, dude. Comes out, I was actually not going to accept Bahrain. Uh, what was it called? Bahrain <laughs> 2.0. I don't Googling. Okay, I'll I'll split it one and one. I'll give the point to Sakir for for Shion, and I'll give Karun the point for um for for Botas. Do I get get year and Botas? No, sorry, year year and race go together. Okay, Um, so I'll give you the Botas point. I'll give Shoy the uh the Sakir point. Karun, you better watch out, dog. Yeah, 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 his googling's on point over there. (laughs) Yeah, he's fast. (laughs) I looked up. I looked up Bahrain other circuits. (laughs) Hey, worked. It did. Um, I mean, on that note, another trivia question is: When was the last? When was the only time in 2021 that Checo outqualified Max? Name the circuit. I'm not gonna look this one up. Azerbaijan? Nope. Spa? No, he just won that one. Nope. Max crashed out Baku uh, with like the yeah. random gonna... tire thing. I think yeah. Max took pole in Baku. Um, yeah. It was like the third race of the year. It is where the late great Ayrton Senna Brazil passed away. Brazil. Where Senna passed away. It came back into the calendar in 2020. 
It's located in Italy. Monza. The other one? Uh, Imola. Croon. Croon with the point. <laughs> so many hits needed. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. That's how we operate. Hey, this is how we got through college. This is how we're, <laughs> this is, we helped each other. This is how we're going to get through, through, through box, box, box trivia. Um, okay. But, okay. Actually, about the Mercs. Uh, thoughts. When, you know, I, gave, I, I said I'll give them three, four races. I think we got Australia next. They got a couple weeks in Brackley to get the car up to speed. I think by Imola, they're going to have a very decent package. Um, but Mr. Lewis obviously knocked down Q1, George, into Q3. Uh, thoughts? Thoughts on the Mercs? I mean, We're clear that they're experimenting <laughs> based on yeah. Lewis's performance. Uh, I think George is, uh, has grown into the car already so quickly. Like He's been so familiar with the team, and it's just good to see the fact that like him just having been around a, a team with so much glamour, I guess, around it, um, that he fits in, he's not feeling any pressure, and he's just like, you know, doing what he's supposed to be, doing what he's been wanting to do for the past two, three years at, uh, at Williams. Um, so overall, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with, with his performance. I think he's definitely getting more out of the car than it should be able to deliver. Yeah, I think, I think his comfort level with Mercedes team has helped him. I think he's still outperforming that car, but I'm sure that he wants to be up there with the Ferraris and Red Bulls I mean, rather than driving his own race in P5, right. especially with the ability to follow with these cars, right? Like seeing George in that wheel-to-wheel battle with Max and with Charles. Mm-hmm. Um, it must hurt to like have waited so long to finally be in the Mercedes only for their first year to be starting like this. And obviously, Mercedes is an organization that will bounce back just because of the way they work. But like, like it's, it must still be a little tough. But hey, proud George for getting it done. Completely agree. And he's got so many years. And I know he's probably got great faith in this team. And with a good attitude, like, you know, mind you, when Lewis joined Mercedes in 2013, they were not at the height of their powers yet. They had one with yeah. Braun as a PU provider. But they weren't, you know, dominating F1 yet. So, you know, if George can get his first race win uh, in this season, I I think he's going to tee himself up for a great few next years. So patience, patience is the virtue here. Exactly. He's been patient at Williams for so many years. If it's going to take a couple more races at at one of the teams that has the potential, I don't think he's going to be bugging out at all. Completely agree. Sir Lewis, also another very patient lad. Drove a great race, had a bad quality, but we know we know he has the quality pace, and he just didn't have the pace today or on Saturday. Great management of the hearts, honestly. Amazing strategy out of them to do and that. He, Him and K Mag with that mm-hmm. hard. If the VSC <laughs> window, if the if there was if the pit lane was open, if the you know Ricardo and uh, Fernando would have been a whole different race. Yeah, he could have been he could have been right there P six P seven with George. Mm-hmm. Um. But trivia question. Ah. When was the last time that Lewis was knocked out of Q1 on pure pace? So non-raised affected, no flag affected, not crash affected. I'm short about this. Um, 2015. 2012. He was with McLaren still. 2009. 2010. 2010. 
2009 is correct. Hey, let's go. 2009, Jap- Japanese. Brazil. Brazil. Uh, no. So, nah, he was. Uh, yep, yeah, correct, Karun. <laughs> ah. You know, he took it back, though. He took it back, though. Nah, 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 nah. He took it back. <laughs> he took it he back. Should, he should lose a point for that. <laughs> no, but hey, there's another question. All right. And this is all over social media and on comms. When was the last time that Lewis was knocked out of Q1, period? Never. <laughs> I feel like I should deduct a point from Tryon for that. Uh, 2012. More 2014. Recent, he, he was... 2017. That is correct. Was I'm going like to split the points even more. Like 2017 Hungary? Was it when it was raining? Spa no. during that quality? It was a self-induced crash. Kota. In, in one of the legendary circuits... Imola. In the south of America. Brazil. Sure, with the point. Damn, look at what's, what's the tally? I'm about, to learn, I'm about to learn so much geography from, from <laughs> Buck Yeah, you're about to map where, Sha- where, where Brazil is. Uh, yeah. It's 5-3 it's currently to, to the Karoon. Dude, I just got um, better at that, bro. We passed it. <laughs> Because, because I feel like there's going to be a lot of Lewis haters and, you know, people who are saying that it's the car, it's the car. I have one more Lewis question included in the mm-hmm. trivia, which is, how many races did it take Lewis to win his first race? 19. One. Four. It's, it's in between. <laughs> 12. Seven. Seven. 13. 10. Not quite. Six. Four. Karun with the point. It was his sixth race. Man, this is, this is the most arbitrary trivia of all time. <laughs> <laughs> this is how showing you know what numbers around. go between 1 and 19. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, oh, wait, well, here's another one because I forgot to ask this at the very start. Well, not very start, but when we were discussing Max and Charles. Uh, what was the last race where the winning margin was less than a second. 2017. I will, I will give you the two drivers. You love the year 2017. And then you must give me the race and the year. Okay. The two drivers were Pierre Gasly and Carlos Sainz. 2019. Imola 2019. Or Monza 2020. Karun with the point. And it's 2020, it's not 2019. It was 2020. Pierre Gasly's won to both of his fuck. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Pierre Gasly's sole win in uh, ah, in Formula One. He was uh, race. half second. Ah. He was a half second ahead of Science. Uh, Carlos on that team radio for that race was just so ready to get after it. He was, yeah. That's when close. we started calling him underrated. <laughs> he, he was underrated from his Torosa days, but yeah. Ah. Of course. <laughs> uh, he had a couple of good P4s for Toro Rosso in Singapore. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, Danny Rick, Fernando, and Val. Well, let's talk about Lando. Lando with a P7, a great drag race with Esteban to the finish line. Esteban obviously lost out on P3 to Valtteri uh, last year in Saudi with a drag race. This year, he claimed P6 from Lando in mm. a drag race. Good, good to see McLaren take the points. He was still very negative in his post-race interview, you know, talking about how they got a long way to go, which I know they do, but I thought he'd be a little bit more upbeat with points. 
Um, but generally just disappointed, be like, oh, I have to be happy for P7. Could have been a bit more happy. But yeah, thoughts, thoughts on McLaren, thoughts on Lando. I don't know. I think maybe it's getting to Lando at this point that last season he was competing to, I mean, he was competing at a very high level. And even though he finished seventh place, like he is leagues behind uh, the top three te- or the top two teams, I guess now. Um, so I think he's just a little bit bummed that his, that the performance of the car has just gone down so much. And, and, you know, the team that he just signed at five years for has, has all of a sudden started, you know, to having, having someone who doesn't finish and, and is pretty much leading up the back of the pack. And then Lando really has to, again, outdrive the car to get to a P7. Uh, it must be a tough place for him. For sure. I mean, nearly a pole position, nearly a race win in Russia last year. What, three or four podiums last mm. year? Wheel-to-wheel battles with the fastest car in Mercedes. So I can understand mentally why it's tough. But I think for, you know, the girls and guys back at the, at the uh, MTC, the McLaren Tech Center, I think you got to show a little bit more upbeat, you know, and, and positivity, uh, which I would like to see from him. But yeah, it is tough. Also saw reliability issues with Danny Rick's car. So they got, they got, they got a while to go for sure. Speaking of uh, reliability issues, your uh, prediction from last pod almost came true. You said there the, were going to be eight DNFs. Yeah, you said I, there I said gonna there was going to be 12, 12 or 14. DNFs. You said there were going to be 12 finishers. Oh, okay, okay. I, I meant to say 14. Actually, when Karun were discussing bets, I, I said sure. initially 14 mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Just like I said Brazil before Karun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, this is actually true, but oh, okay, okay, <laughs> you don't okay, have okay. to believe me, Shia. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Um, <laughs> but only one safety car and one VSC and no red flags, which I mean, I know I still believe that Saudi's not is too tight of a track and it's obviously a corrupt state. Should we be racing here? It was, it was pretty electric. I mean, like, I mean, the race was electric. The fact that five cars, though, didn't like finish, I guess, two of them. Oh, okay. I guess that's not a fair point to make because, like, Yuki was like car issues. Um, Fernando, Daniel, yeah. So, I guess only Latifi suffered from the tightness of the corners. And Mick Schumacher Um, also crashed in 2021 in Saudi. Mm -hmm. I will, I will say the purely from a track perspective, I think um, the fact, again, going back to what we were talking about before, the fact that you can have two cars that are so differently set up, compete so closely, um, is beautiful. Like that's re- that's it. I, we haven't really come by that. And if, sure, it's a product of the, the cars and the ability to not close, follow closely in the past. Um, but the fact that you can have two cars that are set up for a complete, two completely different objectives compete like that, lap after lap after lap makes me enjoy enjoy the circuit all right fair enough fair enough quick fire round here thoughts on p8 pierre gasly suffering with getting stabbed every left turn uh yeah. for the last 15 what? laps yeah he complained of some like intestinal pain oh yeah, gosh. thoughts uh did pretty well i thought um honestly the AlphaTauri is underperforming in my opinion like mm-hmm. solid to, like, pace, good wheel to wheel battles. Yeah, I will say like yeah, yeah. preseason testing, we thought the, the Alpha Tori really had a lot of work to do. Him getting in the points like that, great. Yeah, and he was running in the points in Bahrain, and mm-hmm. he finished in the points in Bahrain. Uh, let's just see better reliability out of them. 
the driver pairing is doing well. P9, K Mag, the Haas. That thing was porpoising a lot. That it was. was porpoising heavy, and he was still competing at the level that he was. Incredible. He had to have his neck strapped up. I don't know if he saw that. I mean, he was complaining <laughs> even during practice that he couldn't, like, yeah. his neck was able to hold he up. He just had shape. Yeah, remember, he got thrown into the race, into the season a week before the season started. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, I still think fitness. it was a great effing Viking effort to finish in the points yes. again. Easily. And Easily. to be sad, quote unquote, about P9, I think I just can't wait till the Haas podiums. I hope they get some good sponsors coming in soon. I know they're trying out different liberties with their car, but I, I hope they get some good sponsors too. Applied yeah. medical, bro. There it is. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to Saeed. There we go. Is that your CMO, Chief Marketing Officer? That's the CEO. Oh, okay. Skipping straight, straight okay. Up. Straight up. Shout out straight to you the head. CEO. Choice our CEO. I'm pulling the strings from the back. Ah. I'm not a, I'm not a public figure. Shionism. P10. <laughs> P10, Lewis Hamilton went onto the radio to Bono. Is there even a point for this position? Hilarious. Dude, people on Twitter were really mad about that for some reason. I thought it was so funny. Like F1 yeah, on Twitter is just before. a mad community. Like they're just angry. Yeah. yeah Thanks, He'll be up there. I have I have faith. Yeah, I, I don't know do- what got him this weekend. It was like a P sixteen was was wild to see, especially when his car set up pretty much the same as George's. So it was something just feel seemed off. I, I don't I, know if it was a product. I don't think they were set up the same is what I thought. Uh, like, oh, were they set up? At least based on interviews, like reading stuff, it seemed like Lewis made some changes to his setup because uh, he wanted to try something. And that just yeah. didn't work out the way he expected because the rears were really loose and he was kind of oversteering it to a lot of corners. KWS coming into play. I like it. Karoon <laughs> Web Services. <laughs> and then a word for our P11 and Joe Guan Yu. I know my prediction was that he would DNF. Uh, I'm super pleased that he finished. And very close to the points. I know there's only 14 finishers, but I think he's continuing an upward trend. He had to serve a five-second penalty and then a second five-second penalty because <laughs> Alfa Romeo worked in his car too soon. So I think it was still a grand effort from the lad. Um, and, and I know we'll continue to see him in the points. At his stage, at a track like this, finishing is impressive, in my opinion. Like, do you know what I mean? Has he driven yeah. up this track before? No. Nah. Yeah, exactly. uh, I don't know if there was F2 there last year. I would. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, I just think it's impressive that he's able to, you know, take that card. Yeah. I mean, look at the other two inexperienced drivers. Yeah. You got Mick Schumacher who crashed out and uh, qualifying and you got Latifi who's not really in inexperienced anymore, yeah. but crashed twice. So, yeah. um, you know, grand effort from, from, from our Chinese driver on the grid. Just to speak um, for Alpha, Alpha also their team, their car is doing incredible. Like Valtteri was, uh, was cooking. Like, yeah, he was yeah, ab- absolutely cooking. when he joined in that in that uh, Alpine battle and then K Mag right behind them. Mm-hmm. That was a great like seven eight laps. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I have one more trivia question, and then I want to move on to um to predictions for Australia. So start start getting the the brain cells working and and come up with some wild um wild stuff. The last trivia question of the night is who has the long so there's one point for the driver and one point for the number who has the longest consecutive finishing streak in the points and how many races is that it, is it live or ever? Ever? no live 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 like currently oh okay otherwise you know lewis hamilton owns all yeah. these records <laughs> lewis hamilton 
It is well, uh, actually no. Is it Carlos? Because he DNF'd. It is Carlos Sainz. With like four it is the or five under. Races. Oh, in the points, in the points, not on oh, the, the points. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Uh, thirty-seven. No. Twelve. Twenty-five. It's in between those two. Eighteen. Thirty. Seventeen. Shyone with the points as well to finish. Oh, Mr. Carlos signs with seventeen consecutive races in the points. Uh, I'm not actually hundred percent sure if that one's true, but I thought I saw <laughs> that somewhere, and I couldn't find it online afterwards. So we're just gonna run with it. Listeners, you can fact check us. Put it down in the comments below. He does. He also he does have the longest streak in the podium, uh, in the podium positions of three. Uh, no, that, yeah, 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 it does make sense because Max in podium in Bahrain. Uh, all right, gents, off to Albert Park for the first time in uh, three years. Next week, well, the following week. Thoughts? Uh, they've made some adjustments to Albert Park like they did to Abu Dhabi to make it more free-flowing. Um, let's throw out some predictions. Sorry, I'm looking at the track right now. Yeah, I too. I'm just about to pull up an image of the track because I need to decide whether it's going to be a Ferrari win or a Red Bull win. I, I think Ferrari. Uh, it's a Ferrari win for sure. Yeah, I, I really do think it's Ferrari. I think like, just because of that, like, between the two DRS zones, like turn 14 to 15, just seems like Charles is just going to cook right there. Or Carlos. I think Carlos, first win. That's my prediction. Well, name your whole podium then. Oh, all right. Um, Carlos, Checo Max. Okay. Okay. What, is it Charles oh. Crash or something? Yeah. Yeah, just okay. battle crash. Something okay. happens. <laughs> we, don't, we don't say that here. With K Mag. Yeah. Um, Charles. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of the same viewers, listeners for the rest of the year. It's gonna be Charles first all the time. Yes, um, that's fine. <laughs> uh let's see who's gonna come up next. K Mag in third. Brave soul. K Mag in third. You and always then, go first, third, second. Uh, you know, you know how it is. Keeps it, it keeps place, it, it keeps us thinking. Second place will be out of the blue. No one will ever expect it. Just Yuki. like blazing through the field, Max Verstappen. <laughs> You got me. Go- you had me there for a second. I thought. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Yuki. I am gonna go with a Charles Leclerc win, a Carlos Sainz second, and blazing through the field with unbelievable pace. Nico Hulkenberg, Mister Pierre Gasly. <laughs> oh, we like yeah. it. We like it. We like it. I'm gonna go. Uh, they got. They got some pace. They got some pace. Um. But I didn't want to just say Max and be boring. I'm, I'm gonna switch up my third. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's George. George, yeah. You think they'll have in two got weeks a, the Brackley boys? Two love. weeks, exactly. I think you'll be able to put something together. Okay, okay. Um, uh, a word about Nico Hulkenberg. It would, it would be electric if he retired with one podium. Um, <laughs> but alas, I, it's Seb. <laughs> Seb will be back no, for, he for Australia. Like he, he tested positive for this weekend, but I think he'll be good by next weekend. Yeah, uh, he's got a whole crossed. two weeks. Yeah, he'll be he'll be fine. He'll be he'll be gunning. I mean, it's a slow car, so he'll be gunning at the back, but he'll be gunning. He's an old man, though. I hope he's not wheezing. He's, well, I think he's younger than Lewis, but uh, that's neither here. He's definitely not younger than Fernando, but again, that's neither here nor there. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening to our nonsense 
and uh, trivia answers <laughs> and 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 partaking in our banter uh we hope you enjoyed another episode of box 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 and this is this is the, the crew signing out box 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 <laughs> Super Max Max Super Super Box 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 Super Box Box